0: Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about BetOnline.ag. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code BLEAV, BLEAV to receive your bonus today. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers on the 2021 season. Bet Online, where the game starts. easy podcast live on the believe podcast network except it isn't live because it's a podcast welcome in everybody it is Tuesday October 12th by my count and uh, we've got a great show planned for you today a lot to get to we're gonna miss out on some of the baseball talk because there's a lot of stuff going on right now um we got Morgan from Australia coming up, and we will watch the end of the Rays-Red Sox series. If you don't know what happened, I think you're going to enjoy it. If you do know what happened, you already know that something special is coming as we watch the walk-off. But first, let's talk about John Gruden. Because, of course, we're going to talk about John Gruden. It's the story of the day. It's the story of the week. It's the story of... The year in the NFL, or at least the last two months, or at the very least, it's the craziest story since Urban Meyer's story last week that was almost going to get him fired as Jaguars coach, but not for the same reasons John Gruden is getting fired. For people who don't know already, let's just give the proper lowdown and context off the bat. John Gruden stepped down Monday as the coach of the Las Vegas Raiders football team hours after the New York Times detailed emails in which he had made homophobic and misogynistic remarks following an earlier report of a racist statement made about a union leader, this case being DeMora Smith and published by the Wall Street Journal. By the way, this is read directly from the uh, New York Times headline around this story. His resignation was a striking departure from the football league for a coach who had won a Super Bowl, been a marquee analyst on ESPN, and returned to the NFL in 2018 to lead the Raiders, which he had coached years before. John Gruden released the statement, quote, I have resigned as head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. I love the Raiders. Oh, damn it. I need to read this in the Gruden voice. This might be one of the last times we get to use the Gruden voice. We've only got like three impressions in our arsenal. One is Andrew Luck, one is Bill Belichick, and the other is John Gruden. So I got to make sure I read the statement like John Gruden here. I have resigned as head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, man. I love the Raiders and do not want to be a distraction. Thank you to all the players, coaches, staff, and fans of Raider Nation. I'm sorry. I never meant to hurt anyone. John Gruden. By the way, I love also that on Twitter, John Gruden was trending, but it was J-O-H-N. Gruden, because apparently 4,384 people forgot that his name is spelled J O N, not J O H N, but enough people made that mistake that it went trending on Twitter. So, John Gruden resigned as coach. Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, said in a statement that he has accepted the resignation. Here is the full statement from Mark Davis I have accepted John Gruden's resignation as head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Mark Davis. That is the entire statement printed on Raider letterhead and posted on social media. One sentence. All Mark Davis had to say, which is a whole nother thing about owners being allowed to stay in the shadows because Dan Snyder ended up going trending after this. And I made the joke about Dan Snyder wanting to hire John Gruden because he reflects the values of being a member of the Washington racial slurs. But Dan Snyder had all of his emails investigated and we didn't get a single one of them leaked or released in a report John Gruden's entire email database from 10 years got released in like three days because there is a just another level of billionaire power that can make all of these things go away it's the reason Roger Goodell's really good at his job he's got all this money thrown behind it and the NFL always almost always but usually wins the PR game because they're really really good at it and have a lot of practice so what I don't want to do here is do quote unquote lazy racism or lazy homophobia or lazy misogyny where we look at the statement and the atrocious things that the person says and point to that and say this is a problem. This is wrong because even racist homophobics and misogynists agree that what John Gruden said was racist homophobic and misogynistic and we know this we're not picking up anything from it at this point there's a great quote that i remember it was from two guys who worked over at the ringer and i forgot their names now but it was in that chris paul documentary about uh donald sterling it's basically like there's the racism that's obvious to all of us and there's then there's the racism that's underneath the surface We can tell the racism that's obvious when it's the the under-the-surface type stuff like unequal pay, the wealth gap, disparities in medical treatment, the school-to-prison pipeline. Things like that are harder to identify, and those are the types of racism that we should be addressing, focusing research towards and educating ourselves around that. And if you're a white person like myself being an ally in these situations, this is one of those just blatant Racist, homophobic, misogynistic situations where we realize that it's wrong. People in these situations realize it's wrong, and bearing down too much on it does no one any service, and we can't learn any lessons from this situation. So, John Gruden does the obvious thing that, you know, seven years ago gets Donald Sterling's team removed. And more recently, you could point to What happened in the NWSL with the owner of the Salt Lake City women's soccer team, who has statements about kneeling for the anthem, and then they are forced, well, he, but they're forced to sell their team. We have situations like this with people in power, and John Gruden is even a step below that. And what John Gruden said, like, we recognize that it's wrong, even, like I mentioned, racist, homophobic And misogynistic people agree that these statements are racist, homophobic, and misogynistic. But even at the same time, there are coaches and players in every locker room in the NFL that feel the same way privately that John Gruden accidentally got exposed publicly. And this is where the NFL has to draw the line. We talked to Chris Cluey back in January. And people forget, like, Chris. the reason we talked to Chris Cluey is because that coach... I don't want to repeat the really bad thing that he said, but the coach who said that he can't, he finds it awful that two men would kiss, or the idea that anyone who supports gay marriage or supports gay people being allowed to exist is going to burn in hell. I won't say the really bad thing. You can Google Chris Cluey Vikings coach if you want the real bad one. It also has the word island in it. But uh, even still, that guy coached a playoff game for the Browns last year. Like, this stuff happens. It's just that it John Gruden ends up in a situation that is so inflammatory at a time where you know, the NFL has, I mean, Booger McFarlane talked about this on the halftime show and it, it felt a little middle of the road for his part. Not quite what Tony Dungy and Mike Tirico did on Sunday night football, which is bad, but at this, there's so many complex layers to it. and To the point with that, you have it something that happens in the past and the Raiders just have to atone for it. Not because it's like a personal conduct thing, but just because he can't be back in that situation after everything that happens, trying to face the locker room. That's what the end of John Gruden looks like there. Because again, before we get sidetracked again, there are players and coaches who privately think this exact same thing, and deep down, people who are close to them and in that locker room probably know it. It's just not as flagrant as what John Gruden had come out in the Washington Post and New York, or I'm sorry, the Wall Street Journal and New York Times stories, where John Gruden took a blowtorch in the past to every single group. <laughs> he hit on, uh, he hit like the quadrifecta of every possible group that he could have offended. He nailed it. And so Gruden goes because I don't think there was anything that the Raiders could have done to weather that PR statement and it was already on rocky ground at that point similar to like the Urban Meyer thing where it's like not in nature but just well Urban Meyer's got some other checkered stuff in his past but in in terms of the fact that it's just like now it becomes do you have respect more than anything else. And John Gruden was already on the shaky ground there after just the one story. Like You can talk off the one story about, I didn't realize it was racist, or I didn't have racist intent. Um, When you had it at that point, there was no chance Gruden was going to make it. And the Raiders have to absorb the financial ramifications of this, considering the Raiders are already in dire financial situations. If you've read the reporting about funding of that stadium and people leaving the organization like the Raiders are already kind of in dire financial situation and so everything to play out here is interesting because we haven't seen it at least not in a long time where you have a specific case that looks exactly like this and the internet reaction around it is what brings me to the other story of Monday which is Jackson and Brittany Mahomes. and just to preface this one on the front end, like I know that I am a big Patrick Mahomes guy, but this is not like trying to defend Patrick Mahomes's honor at all. This is not someone who's saying you shouldn't attack them because I love Patrick Mahomes. I'm saying you shouldn't attack them because it's homophobic and misogynistic. That's where we're coming from from this. So, Jackson and Brittany Mahomes have both pretty much been punching bags for people because Brittany Mahomes likes to tweet a lot about Patrick Mahomes' performances, and Jackson Mahomes, if you know anything about the internet, Jackson Mahomes is a TikTok celebrity, he's the brother of Patrick Mahomes, and he... Gets blasted a lot by meme pages larger than larger and smaller than myself, I should say, but just NFL meme pages everywhere for posting TikTok videos, similarly to how people go after Juju Smith Schuster. But Jackson Mahomes is definitely there's parallels there, but there's a different level to it. So the internet does this thing where they make fun of the wrong things, and this is going to happen when you have groupthink situations with people who I can tell you the analytics of comical sports memes are 90% male and overwhelmingly white. I don't know exactly what the numbers are there, but I can just tell you by looking through people's profiles. It is overwhelmingly white and 90% male. And when you have the congregation of people of similar backgrounds, a type of groupthink is going to set in. Because I assume that if 90% of people are males running these meme page or following these meme pages that ninety percent of the people running them are also going to be male. And so you have large groups of white, overwhelmingly straight men who are football fans, which is a whole nother subcategory of being white and straight, where all of a sudden you have masculine culture emerging within a groupthink situation. And so what ends up happening every now and then is that you have these situations that expose where society still needs to come in terms of a group thing. And this is not like, like there are people who don't partake in this. I myself have made some of these jokes in the past. We made tons of Juju Smith-Schuster jokes last year. And from now going forward, I'm not making Juju Smith-Schuster jokes anymore because I realize the damage that those jokes are doing. And one of the biggest pieces behind that and it's the same thing with Jackson Mahomes is basically the easiest one some of the oldest, easiest and dumbest at its base level dumbest stereotypes that can exist around this because what we do with Jackson Mahomes is basically just as simple as lol that's gay and you shouldn't do that. I don't like that. That's basically what we do with Jackson Mahomes. Jackson Mahomes by the way not even gay, but we still do the LOL that's gay thing because he likes dancing and lip syncing on TikTok, which is something that traditionally women do or girls do. And unfortunately, this is the stereotype that kind of plays itself out across a lot of white men following in a group thing. Situation is just, I don't like Jackson Mahomes because he's doing things that are gay. And that's, again, he's not gay, but go look at the comment section of a Jackson Mahomes video because there is a lot of homophobia in there. And part of it is because Jackson Mahomes has a higher pitched voice and also that Jackson Mahomes does TikTok dances with a bunch of stars who are are females and does things that you would expect TikTok stars who are females to do. I'm saying female, like it's just it's weird in between between girls and women because they are I think what is their name? Addison Ray is like under eighteen, so it's technically girl, but even still, Jackson Mahomes gets stereotyped for being gay. If you type is Jackson Mahomes, the first thing that'll come up is is Jackson Mahomes gay? So this is the point where he's not actually, but people are still assigning the homophobia around his videos, not necessarily to him specifically, but just to gay people in general. And so with Brittany Mahomes, who ends up going viral this, I guess, Monday, but it was really Sunday night after I went to sleep because she likes tweeting about what happens in the games. And sometimes they're mean, like they're defending her man and and put that in air quotes because it's not technically her man because that's not how relationships work it's the classic point of a wife who is not famous of a person who is famous and when she says things critically of anyone the easiest trope to go back to is shut up you're a woman." And that's a lot of what people are doing with Brittany Mahomes and Jackson Mahomes is just, shut up, you're a woman, and that's gay, I don't like that, stop doing that. And it's the simplest tropes in the world. Even people making jokes that are not spirited like that, this is the thing that happens all the time. It's the same thing with John Gruden. Like, Why is what John Gruden did a problem? Because some people are going to go out and start committing hate crimes. Until you can prove... That the bottom level people in society can raise the bar, then we don't have to worry about those things anymore. But the problem is someone's going to get in that Twitter comment section or that TikTok comment section, get a groupthink situation and be inspired to verbally abuse or physically abuse someone who is LGBTQIA plus or female or in the case of race, you know, marginalized racial groups. At a time where we're going to hate on Jacks, and again, this is a real thing. In the social media era, going back to 2014 and beyond, uh, 2014, by the way, lowest reported numbers of hate crimes in America. This was at a time when gay marriage was being legalized across the country, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Since 2014, LGBTQIA plus hate crimes are up 34%. They're at the highest rate they have been. This is as of 2018, which is the last year that there's reliable data that exists right now. As of 2018, highest rate since 2007 of hate crimes among or hate crimes attacking LGBTQIA plus people. This is the problem that ends up getting perpetuated when you post a video of Jackson Mahomes, even with no context, on a meme page is that you are endorsing, hey, people, isn't this dumb? And people in the comments section are going to be homophobic and misogynistic because at the dumbest down level, the basic idea of hate crimes against transgender people, which is another situation that comes up, is Jackson Mahomes, you are a man who is behaving like a woman. And at its simplest level, John Amici who is a former basketball player and clinical psychologist has a great line about this is basically like the reason why there are exponentially higher hate crimes against transgender women versus transgender men is you are taking someone who is according to the people committing the hate crimes which is almost entirely men you are taking something that is the best being a man and turning it into the worst possible thing, which is being a woman. And at its simplest level, that's where the misogyny and the LGBTQIA hatred ends up bubbling up and leading to real world consequences, whether that's higher suicide rates among people who are LG LGBTQIA plus or hate crimes being up 34% as they were in 2014. Also in a world where white men feel or white people in general, but overwhelmingly white, straight, cis males feel more compelled to openly speak hatred in the post Donald Trump world. You don't need to dog whistle anymore because our society has been given more leeway to basically say whatever hateful thing that you want and This groupthink idea is going to end up supporting you in your push against it because you're going to find people who are going to be right beside you through much of the fight is that you can surround yourself with circles that will not attack you in the event something like this happens. And so at its dumbest level, every time you joke about Brittany Mahomes, every time you joke about Jackson Mahomes, even if you are not doing it with some kind of intent there is a little bit of telling on yourself in everything there. It's trafficking and hate, which is fine when you're doing it about things that don't matter. When you're joking about the Indianapolis Colts blowing a game where they had a 98% chance of beating the Baltimore Ravens on Monday. Yeah, you can make jokes about that. That's all good. That's fair game. It's not going to lead to anything other than dumb fans fighting each other over whose team is better or whose team is worse and maybe you're gonna get some people that are into you know whatever and maybe every now and then someone's gonna kill someone outside of an A&m and Alab- or a Texas a and m Alabama game like what happened this weekend yes there're going to be consequences behind that. But it's not the same as the real-world consequences of hate crimes against someone for being gay, or hate crimes against someone for being a woman, or hate crimes against someone for being transgender, or hate crimes against someone for being a different race. And this is why you can't traffic in those kinds of jokes, because there are real-world consequences for this. You may not see it, and you may not be the singular contributing factor to it. But this groupthink idea where you can create Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of followers, and I traffic in this around sports. We have 50,000 followers on Instagram. When you traffic in hate, you're going to create groupthink hatred. If it's just within sports, yeah, that's going to go beyond broader society. At a certain point, you take the trade-offs and the consequences of maybe this person's hatred within the sports realm is going to transcend outside of society. At a certain point, I'm just weighing consequences of what that might end up being when it's as obvious or at least more obvious on the surface. I'm not saying everyone recognizes this. I think if people thought about it more, they'd probably stop making those jokes. But on a base level, making the Brittany Mahomes jokes, making the Jackson Mahomes jokes. And again, they're really dumb stereotypes, too. It's just basically saying you're a woman. Be quiet. And you are gay. I don't like that. Stop. That's like hundreds of years of trafficking in base levels of hatred and segregation. And it's crazy that I think more people don't realize it. But of course, this is going to happen. Society's not perfect. We're not at that point yet in society where we can recognize this and make things taboo. Years ago, we were making gay jokes on these pages, like just, LOL, Michael Sam is kissing a guy on TV. That's basically what we were doing, and we drove that man out of the league. Yes, he was a seventh-round pick, but he wasn't going to get another chance because we made a huge deal about him Being the first gay player to be drafted, or first openly gay player to be drafted. We didn't do the same thing to Carl Nazib. Unfortunately, now Carl Nazib is back in the news because of the John Gruden situation. But fortunately, we've gotten better about that. And that's a cool thing about sports is that it transcends to other spectrums that we can learn and grow. Other people are just not at that point with Brittany Mahomes and Jackson Mahomes and Juju Smith-Schuster. And I wasn't there with Juju Smith-Schuster last year. I trafficked in the easy jokes. I made the Juju Smith-Schuster edits. With Juju, it didn't feel the same way that it did with Jackson Mahomes until recently, is that you can basically traffic in those types of jokes without people realizing it or not caring At a certain point, because as we're seeing with the John Gruden thing, you can always just brush it off as LOL, that's just soft, bro. I'm going to keep being misogynistic, racist, and homophobic, even quietly, even if you're not doing it in the blatant fashion. It's still telling on yourself a little bit. At the very least, I want to say that I won't do that anymore and feel genuinely bad about the jokes that I made about Juju Smith-Schuster last year, and not just because Juju Smith-Schuster tore up his shoulder this past weekend. So with that, uh, there's no easy way to transition through this, but we're going to hang out with our friend Morgan from Australia here today on the Take It Easy podcast and get a little bit of the end to the... Game between the Rays and the Red Sox which by the way the Red Sox were up 5-0 the John Gruden stuff happened and then all of a sudden it was 5-5 by the time we picked things up so hell of an afternoon I suppose we had here today and uh, wanted to work in the Brittany Mahomes and Jackson Mahomes stuff as well so with that being said let's get a little laugh on with our friend Morgan from Australia of the Lauer After Hours podcast which you can check out everywhere that you get podcasts (laughs) Hello. Hey, how are you doing? Pretty good. This has been a hell of an hour right
1: now. It... Um, interesting morning. Well, evening. You.
0: Yeah, evening for me, it's yeah. pitch black outside. But yeah, it's, it's been an interesting morning for you over there. Um, <laughs> so for people who are listening to this, I don't know where I'll start this or where I won't. So we're recording this like an hour after all the John Gruden stuff just happened. That's pretty much been dominating the world right now. But also the Tampa Bay Rays just came back from like five runs down against the Red Sox. So I also am caring about that while also trying to do like societal commentary prep around John Gruden. So yeah, there's a lot going on right now.
1: And I'm I'm just here because it's um Victory Tuesday.
0: Oh, yes, that's right. We we made sure to to bring Morgan in every time the Saints win, which just seems totally unintentional. It's just that the Saints have gone win, loss, win, loss, win so far this season. And we've happened to do it every time. Yeah. Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston wins.
1: Yeah. I'm not here to, to provide a female perspective of important societal commentary. No. <laughs> I'm here to talk about Jameis.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Here to talk about Jameis and maybe laugh at the Raiders a little bit, just because there's so much funny in all of this. If you dissect it, there's so much funny in everything that's going on right now. First of all, the fact that—well, I guess first of all is not the best way to go about it—but the fact that Taysom Hill is now gone for the season for the Saints and Saints fans are looking up like. It, it, like they wanted to bash Taysom when he was there. And now that he's gone, everyone's sad. And you've got no hope for this season. And it was already going down early. And you know what? Maybe it'll turn around. Maybe you'll sad.
1: Am I? Was I supposed to be sad? Because <laughs> the way I looked at it was we got a flag and we got rid of somebody who I didn't want there. Right. <laughs>
0: Oh, no, This uh, it's already started with the Saints. I know you're not the Taysom person, but still, I mean. I don't want
1: him to be injured, but I, we had to call a timeout because they were both on the field and they didn't know what they were doing. This was the perfect example of if if you've got two quarterbacks on the field, you don't have one quarterback. They had no idea what was going on because they were both on the field. Dumb and Dumber looked at each other and were like, It was like the Superman or the Spider-Man meme. They were both pointing at each other. They didn't know what to do. I was like, oh, this needs to end. And then it did.
0: I was amazed that prior to that game, you had uh, Jameis Winston only having one game where he threw an interception and it was like classically bad against the the Panthers, like just Jameis Winston of old years. And they've neutered him in the offense, but I thought when they neutered him, he would look more like Tannehill. Now he just looks boring. He looks like every backup quarterback in the NFL at this point. No,
1: he threw two beautiful, beautiful long touchdowns yesterday.
0: Sure. Okay. Against a terrible Washington secondary. Yes. Jameis Winston can throw like about 50 yards.
1: Oh, all I've heard about is how Washington's defense was supposed to be so good. Now, because we beat them all of a sudden, they're terrible. Oh, shut up.
0: They were terrible when Buffalo dropped 45 on them. That was the moment we're like, "Oh, uh, okay, Buffalo,
1: Buffalo dropped 45 on everybody. Let's just ease up on that.
0: Yeah, but Buffalo's also played like five of the worst defenses in the NFL this year, except the one time Buffalo, they played the
1: Steelers. Buffalo dropped 45 on Nick Wright just before. Did you see that video? It
0: was so good. <laughs> it was so good. Um, it
1: was fantastic.
0: Nick Wright getting slammed because he's a Mahomes guy and I'm a Mahomes guy, but I'm not a crazy Mahomes guy. Like I, I don't have any connection to the chiefs other than just this magical quarterback. Who's the greatest player to ever pick up a football and the only Jersey I have in my closet back there. But other than just that connection, I don't have anything there. Nick Wright loves himself some Patrick Mahomes, which he's, I guess he's like, a
1: Chiefs fan. Like he's an actual Chiefs fan. He's not just a Mahomes fan.
0: Yeah, he's from Kansas City. And mm-hmm. he got so that. He planted his flag
1: him. and Buffalo decided they dropped 45 on him.
0: Yep. Was it 45? I, I went to no, bed just, during half just a
1: metaphor. No, a metaphorical forty-five on Nick Wright personally on Twitter today. Just like <laughs> bam. <laughs>
0: oh, I love that so much. Cause I went to bed at halftime. That game. I'm like rain delay. We're talking about peanut butter jelly sandwiches. I got my podcast done. We we can go to bed now. We can get our eight hours of sleep instead of watching whatever crap they have in the second half.
1: Yeah, I didn't I didn't see the whole game because I had to go to work.
0: That is fair. That's how, but that's how is... long
1: it went. Um, but I um the highlight was definitely their tweet to Nick Wright today. <laughs>
0: It was a lot of Nick Wright and a lot of kind of misogynistic jokes at Patrick Mahomes' wife. That's what I got away from what I missed last yeah. night.
1: It's always her fault.
0: Yes. Amazing. And if it's not her fault, it's Jackson's fault.
1: Mm.
0: I don't I don't like it, but still, it's victory for the Buffalo Bills, I suppose. I don't know. Weird transition away from misogyny and John Gruden because
1: I saw it's... um Dave Jacoby went through a table a couple of weeks ago too. <laughs> you saw what? Dave Jacoby jumps through a table at Buffalo.
0: Oh, my Lord. That's See, that seems like something that's fun. But then I watched the videos of, like, people picking up their girlfriends and, like, slamming them on their necks onto the table. I'm like, oh, now I remember why we're not supposed to do that.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I guess you can. I don't mind if you do it to yourself, but probably don't do it to your girlfriend.
0: Yeah, no, that's probably. I mean, to be fair, it's not like they're, uh, like. They want to. You know, this is yeah. I've always
1: wanted to be date a through a table.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course. This is Buffalo Bills romance, and it's fine. By the yeah. way, did you see the the people at the Panthers game that got arrested for uh, doing the baby in the bathroom? It was no. wonderful because they brought actual police in to arrest them from
1: the stall.
0: <laughs> it was so good. <laughs>
1: oh no <laughs> it
0: was so good because they Mm-mm. didn't it wasn't even like Mm-mm. so because obviously there's police on staff but someone literally is like excuse me sir I like to imagine it's like a 70 year old grandma who's like trying to flag down the police He's like excuse me sir um these two people are um are, are doing the business in the stall of the bathroom
1: <laughs> Does, is that what can is that what Panthers football does to you? <laughs>
0: like, to be fair, doesn't turn me in, on.
1: In, <laughs> it does not turn me on. That game, I watched parts of that game. It didn't turn me on at all,
0: <laughs> except for the very end when Jalen Hurts started doing
1: well. Like, uh, by the way, look, a, a division rival losing kind of gets me excited, but nah, it's the wrong rival. Like
0: the Saints don't really it, care that much about the Panthers.
1: Not at all, but they were performing. So like come back down to where you yeah. belong.
0: The comparison I have for that is um growing up a Chargers fan and people are like, Oh, you hate the Raiders. I'm like, Yeah, bleep the Raiders. You hate the Broncos, yeah, bleep the Broncos, then <laughs> you play the Chiefs. It's like, eh, we don't really care about the Chiefs. They're just kind of yeah. there hundred miles yeah, like, away. Like, no.
1: I don't really care about the Panthers, but you could just like not keep winning. Thank you.
0: In in the defense of in the defense of Sam Darnold's army in Carolina, it was two Eagles fans that technically got arrested for doing the business.
1: <laughs> fly <laughs> Eagles fly.
0: <laughs> okay, that deserves a Hakeem Nicks laugh. I don't have the sound, but that deserves a Hakeem Nicks laugh. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I'll put it in my mental, my mental note of that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's so much fun stuff there. The, the, football always has moments like this every weekend where you can just kind of laugh at, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this stupid thing. <gasps> Did you see the fight at the Chiefs game? That was another funny one.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: If you're going to get knocked out, you cannot be wearing a Superman cape and a Kansas City Chiefs helmet as you're getting knocked out in the stands of a fight. And then roll down
1: the stairs. You can't roll. (laughs) Right. No matter how tough you are, if you roll downstairs, it's done for you. Got to get the high ground. Make sure you get the high ground. But you don't want the high ground if you didn't fall down. (laughs) Because like falling at the feet of the person that you are fighting is just pathetic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. There's so many things like this every weekend. It's so good. And well, and then, of course, you have usually it's like fun things like Urban Meyer, too. Now we have John Gruden, which has its own funny part in it, but it's literally every week something in the soap opera happens that just gets everyone excited and we can laugh at look at the guy who got punched in the kansas city chiefs game the people who had sex at the panthers game and the guy who shit his pants took his pants off entirely and tried to wash them out at the steelers game
1: ew, <laughs> ew. Just, <laughs> ew. just ew um so is gruden gonna get paid out i wouldn't think so
0: Okay, so this is the fun thing that I was thinking about, too, during this hour before, where apparently during this whole hour of the Gruden thing, the Tampa Bay Rays scored five runs against the Red Sox while I wasn't paying attention. But this whole thing, I'm like, it says he resigned. So is this going to be a situation where Gruden gives back the money just to keep the Raiders afloat? Because they're already a a resignation would mean
1: that he's not getting paid out.
0: They've already got bankruptcy lawsuits. Like the Raiders got no cash anymore. They I don't are...
1: understand. Like, like they would make more money from merchandise than anyone, surely.
0: Uh, but the NFL does revenue sharing on merchandise.
1: I think. Well, I hate. I really do hate revenue sharing. Yeah, why can't like the poor people just suffer?
0: Well, because then you have. <laughs> Wow, I didn't realize the, how, how terrible that sounds until after <laughs> you said it. Um, here's right, why the I knew, poor people I knew that, that was going to be suffer. bad. I, I know you did that on purpose, but still, I feel like if I don't acknowledge it, then all of a sudden I'm complicit, at least with a chuckle or something. But the, I think the reason why is because then you have baseball where uh, baseball has like the people who are worth $3 billion just spending eight times the amount of the teams that are tanking. But even baseball has a soft salary cap. I don't know. How do they? Is there no such thing as a salary cap on that side of the Oh, world? yeah.
1: No, we've got a salary cap. And my team's rich. And that's why I want the poor people to suffer.
0: That's fair. <laughs> because, it,
1: because it doesn't pay to be rich. It doesn't mean anything. We get taxed higher than the other teams. And we just have to like, prop up the loser teams. But we are a loser team. Like we don't ever win. We just have all this money that does nothing.
0: Ah, uh, so like 80 years of Chicago Cubs history just into one. Uh, so great.
1: I love being a Chicago Cubs fan as well. For me.
0: Yeah, but now they at least have money and ownership that at least spends it until they don't. And then they spend it on Jason Hayward and then they don't spend it again. <laughs> but eh, you got something there at least. Yeah. Go Cubs, go. Go Cubs,
1: go. It's such a great go, song. Cubs, what a go. banger. You know, Please,
0: I... I, I uh, love playing these old 70s anthems on broadcast on like the podcast is like transitions and stuff so I love the well. first I started singing the Miami Dolphins one and now I just use the T-Pain remix because it's <laughs> excellent um, Miami
1: Dolphins the greatest football, football team. team we run
0: the ball from goal to goal, goal like no, like one's, no ever one's ever seen.
1: seen
0: we're not very good with we're, in
1: there. Right we're on the ground we're always in control and when you when say, Miami, say Miami,
0: you're talking, you're talking super, Bowl. super Bowls.
1: because we're the-, the only song I know. And it's not because of Miami. Yeah,
0: I, I understand. I love yeah. that one. I love the the San Francisco Giants have like a 70s song that's super fun. Um, if they beat the Dodgers, we'll play it on the podcast right now. If not, or I'll get lazy and forget to edit it. But we'll play the song at some point here on the <laughs> podcast.
1: uh chargers but in our sport one. we all have like all the teams have an anthem and and they're very um old sounding with see like, but then the fun thing about these
0: anthems is that you can either like play them because you love them like that old san diego superchargers one that i grew up listening to even though it's from like the 1970s and i was born in 2001 but still grew up on that song um, but then sometimes you can turn it into memes, like putting the fly Eagles fly song over those two, two people getting arrested in the bathroom at Panther stadium. Yeah.
1: So d- do they play these songs like at games or not?
0: Yeah. I mean, some of them, I know the giants, when they play it every time they hit a home run.
1: Uh, so then... like when, when we run out onto the ground, they play those songs and if you win, they play that song after the game.
0: Yeah. So the Cubs do that. The bears yeah, we... do that. Uh, I think the Eagles do it every time they score a touchdown. Um, too much. Trying to think what other ones there are because there's not that many of them. Uh, Jets don't have one, I don't think. The Jets feel like a team that would have one, but then they don't play it anymore.
1: Well, if you have to win to play it, then that's why you wouldn't know they've got one.
0: That is true. Now the Jets beat the Titans to last week. Tighten, Tighten up. Tighten up. Uh, that division's so bad. But the Colts are beating the Ravens right now. They're actually mm. crushing the Ravens, which is kind of weird. But yeah, tighten up. By the way, I'm watching this game right now. If Christian Vasquez hits another walk-off home run, the the love child of Dan Levitard and Chris Cody, I think it's gonna be just fantastic. Just chaos right now.
1: I'm trying to watch it. Trying to what? Trying to watch it.
0: Oh, we're trying to watch it. Okay. Let's see what ends up happening. We're going to sit in awkward silence because it's baseball. And it takes 30 seconds for a goddamn pitch to happen. Every time there's a ball in play, you have to wait four and a half more minutes for another ball to be hit in play. We also have no idea whether we're on the same time.
1: No, what what's happening in yours?
0: It's one two to Vasquez.
1: No. I'm a, I'm ahead of you.
0: Ah, good to know. So if Morgan sees something happen, no, feel free to just per- yell I've it got, out.
1: I've I've got a great poker face. I didn't tell you what I
0: would. Oh. Well, it's not great content then. But at least <coughs> I know if I see something that I can just start yelling like let a crazy me, person. Oh, single! Single! Yeah, he might yeah. Yeah, he might be on base. Oh, single Christian Vasquez. Not quite a home run, but fat Christian Vasquez is the winning run on first base. Christian Vatquez. Oh,
1: there's Chris Cody at the plate. Yep. Christian Dang. Arroyo.
0: Christian Arroyo somehow has like a 106 OPS. I'm like, how Never. is Christian he looks, Arroyo?
1: He looks like Chris Cody. <laughs> he does oh. look like Chris oh. Cody. Oh, Save it first. Okay. The Red Sox
0: are just a team of Chris Cody's. It's just it's the entire team. Oh, but he's
1: got like Angry Birds eyebrows. (laughs) Right.
0: God damn, you're right. Oh my gosh, he does have Angry Birds eyebrows. Someone, if you're listening to this right now, Google a picture of Christian Arroyo. It's. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never going to be able. to Oh, Christian Arroyo
1: is Billy (laughs) Bunn. Oh,
0: what just happened?
1: Christian i went Billy Bunt. Oh, you went Billy Bunt? Oh, yeah. no. Oh, And no. that's the runner.
0: Oh, They're playing
1: small ball. He uh, has a runner in scoring position.
0: Oh, my gosh. Oh, who's up now for one hitter? Uh, It's not Kike. Oh, is it Schwarber? Is it Fat Schwarber now? Oh, <laughs> there- no.
1: Please don't make me watch Fat Kyle Schwarber. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: Is it? I don't remember who's the leadoff hitter. I think it might be Fat Schwarber. I just saw the box. So no, I'm like make me, 20 seconds
1: Fat Kyle mm.
0: God, if Kike if Kike hits the walk off right now, we riot. <laughs> we all riot if Kike hits the walk off for the Red Sox to send him to the ALCS.
1: It's not Fat Kyle Schwarber.
0: Oh, it's not Fat Kyle Schwarber. I thought he was no. hitting leadoff. It's weird. Mm. I
1: don't know. Maybe but the, Verdugo? the
0: stand. He's not there. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it just all Chris Cody's? The, the Boston Red Sox <laughs> are just all Chris Cody's at this point. <laughs> Should put that on the poll. Are the Boston Red Sox all Chris Cody's?
1: This dude is not Chris Cody. <laughs> uh,
0: is it Verduho? Verduho? No, it's not. Is that yeah. Dahlbeck? Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. got to be Dalbeck, maybe. I don't know. We'll find out in a second. <laughs> Should we go through cool. the poll question Hall of Fame right now while we're waiting?
1: That, that's a Chris Cody. That's a Chris Cody. <laughs> that's not a Chris, Chris Cody. not a Chris Cody. It's
0: not a Chris Cody. Not <laughs> quite. Yeah. Right.
1: This is Travis Shaw. Oh, uh, my God. They- I
0: forgot he was a Red Sox. Oh, no. All right. So yeah, over the years, I guess it's been only like since the start of the pandemic, but over the years, I've been keeping tabs on my all-time favorite poll questions of all time in the history of the Levitard show and our universe, because we also in the poll question Hall of Fame is, does your therapy consist of a healthy amount of Joe Ingalls? So that one made it to the Hall of Fame, but I have the poll question Hall of Fame here. Uh, Actually, this one's kind of recent. Should the Falcons disband as a franchise? That's an all-time great poll question.
1: The answer is yes.
0: Yes, they absolutely should. Um, does Bill Belichick always have three timeouts, even when he doesn't have three timeouts?
1: <laughs> oh, come on! That was right there, you coward. Swing!
0: Wow. I mean, it's baseball. The ball's only going to get wait. Hit and play every four minutes.
1: Yeah, well wait. Wait until you see this. It was like oh
0: wait until I see this was, ten seconds. It was a,
1: it was a peach and he should have smacked the shit out of it.
0: Hit it, you coward. Uh oh yeah, straight down the middle. He should have he, at the very least he should have slapped that in the left center and walked it off.
1: I'm sorry, but like that was there for the hidden
0: Dare you to try and pronounce the name of this reliever right now for the Rays? No. <laughs> I know the end is Eisen, like Rich Eisen. I know that's that's part Fire of the Eisen. Name. I don't know because it's F Y E R. Is that yeah. Fire?
1: Oh, fair,
0: fair, Eisen, fair, Eisen, fair, reason, fair, reason. Should we just call them fair, reason at this point? Frizen. Fryzen, <laughs> just get lazy, Frizen.
1: Hmm. Right. One of ball, course two strikes. The oh,
0: there's One a ball? ball. Oh, shit. Okay. I'm a pitch yeah. behind then. Yeah, you are. You have full leeway to spoil it no matter what.
1: I want Travis. Travis looks like he's shitting bricks. Chris Cody number one is on second base.
0: Chris Cody number two bunted him over. Chris, Chris Cody number
1: two advanced the runner to second base.
0: I think when you see Verdugo, Verdugo's kind of got some Chris Cody in him, right? Verdugo's there. Yeah. Does Fat Schwarber count? I don't know. Fat Schwarber counts. Oh, that's it. a
1: ball! Oh, you're a choker. Two and two.
0: <laughs> baseball. It's not great for podcasts unless you're just talking over it. But on deck,
1: Kiki. It's on deck, not Fat Schwaber.
0: Yeah, no, I don't know where Fat Schwarber I maybe I Shaw's 0 for 1, so I think Shaw's pinch hitting for Fat Schwarber, maybe.
1: Pinch hitting for the pinch hit.
0: Yeah, I think Shaw's pinch hitting.
1: Right. Two and two.
0: Yeah, now I've just seen ball two. So let's see what happens here.
1: Whoa! Oh, safe at first.
0: I'm gonna need play-by-play on
1: that. Oh my God! Oh my! Oh my! Um, error at first base. Uh oh. Uh oh. So- he was the look like okay. Here's oh. The pitch. Let's
0: see. oh ground ball the third. Oh he's mm-hmm. coming, he's coming, he's coming. Oh no, G-man. Oh no. Not the G-man. Oh
1: hit him right in the chest.
0: Oh, that's so brutal.
1: Oh Alex Corp.
0: Oh Kike. Oh Kike. Oh, Kike! Oh, what's happening oh, here? Four G, man.
1: What's happening here? Hang on. sure hang on. There are like six referees.
0: Yeah, there's six playoffs. You get yeah. left and right field. No, but they're right. all
1: talking to Alex Cora. Huh.
0: Why is Alex Cora upset? I don't understand this.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Are they
0: are they going to call someone out? This is great commentary right now. But uh, right. you know, I'm just going to say right. Oh, uh, because
1: he ran to second.
0: Oh, because no one was covering second. You know what? I saw that in the background. I like. I thought I saw him turn into the base path. I was confused. I was like, wait, I. I I thought I saw him kind of turn, but they didn't really do anything about it. Did they call the play dead or something?
1: Yeah, they called they did. I
0: mean you can always just steal now.
1: No. In fact, Chris Curdy's out.
0: They're calling him out?
1: No 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 no. He's, he's uh, they've, um, they've Oh gone. yeah, no, they put their pinch out. There you go. Yeah. And then they're, they're, they're runner now on third.
0: Yeah, you know what? First I agree with this. Yeah, run on first and
1: third. Said, Runner on first and third. K.K. Hernandez is at the plate. they pinch runner on third now.
0: Oh, sick. Who is... Oh, so they pinch ran fat Chris Cody. No, wait, just regular Chris Cody.
1: Number one. Chris Cody, number one.
0: Okay, they pinch ran Chris Cody, number one. That's Christian Vasquez for people keeping track at home. Oh, Danny Santana. I forgot he was there. That's happening a lot with the Red Sox. I'm like, oh, yeah, that random ass dude plays first base for the Red Sox. Forgot about that. Danny Santana the new Curtis Granderson he just kind of reemerges every year in the playoffs I'm gonna say third baseman that's on you third baseman that's bad throw G-man can pick it better than that he had to take it off the chest I'm gonna I'm gonna blame this one on the third base
1: oh strike one KK swinging all right there are at least three Chris Cody's on the bench
0: we've established there are at least three. Schwarber, it's kind of, we're waiting to see. Schwarber I just hit
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> I can guarantee you, third base runner is not Chris Cody. <laughs> oh, okay, so now we're at second and third.
0: Oh, okay, so they just gave Shaw second base.
1: Oh, whoa, whoa, KK. Oh, 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 bye. He's out. And the runner is home. Walk off. Uh no, fly ball out and is out. And the runner made it home. The third, from third. And the Boston Red Sox advanced to the ALCS. Kick it. Oh. Hey. Sad temper. K- mm-hmm. K- mm-hmm. K- and that concludes your temporary Tampa Bay race coverage
0: for the season, <laughs> oh, Tampa, it was fun while it lasted, wasn't it? You had your magical run last year, oh.
1: Fire looks sad. Fire hose.
0: We're gonna no. Let's just call him Fire Hydrant. Fire Hydrant looks sad.
1: Fire Hydrant really does look deflated.
0: Is it Fire Horizon? Fire Horizon? Yeah. yeah. Fire Hydrant looks real sad. Yeah. Ver- Verizon. Verizon.
1: <laughs> Verizon. He's, he's out of signal.
0: Oh, that's so bad. I'm so sorry for Tampa. Welcome to October <laughs> baseball.
1: <laughs> I don't Tampa's so capable. cute
0: like their team's always so I think last year was more cute than this year this year was just like okay I guess you're pretty good now but last year was cute Tampa was a fun little team that beat the Yankees and Astros
1: and yeah, well now Boston get to be the fun little team
0: yeah until they beat get the Yankees the
1: and Rice
0: yeah that's actually fair because Boston's now the lovable underdogs for some weird reason
1: yeah oh, well
0: again I guess this is. I guess it, that used to be the case back in like the eighties and nineties. was like Boston's a lovable underdog. Now my entire life they've just been the evil empire. Now they get to be lovable underdogs again.
1: Swings and roundabouts.
0: I have no idea what that means, but sure. Um,
1: like highs and lows. swings and roundabouts.
0: <laughs> Good for you. I don't know what that means at all, but sure. Oh, well.
1: You know highs and lows in life. You know the roller coaster.
0: Yeah, sure. Especially if you're a Boston fan. Boston like wins World <laughs> Series and then suck immediately after.
1: A, 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 all sport it's cyclical. That's how they want it. Yeah, that's why that's why they mandate spending, salary caps, and well, I I don't sharing know sharing of maybe, I think, funds.
0: I think the NBA just has a salary floor. I don't know if any of those other sports leagues have a salary floor. Maybe the NFL does. I don't know. Because you don't see NFL teams, like, tank the way that baseball teams tank. Mm. Do I dare ask you about Ben Simmons?
1: Is he going to go back to that? Definitely? What's happening?
0: They can't trade him. And, or at least not for, like, 50 cents on the dollar. And he wants to get $9 million. So, yeah. Yeah. I
1: think so. It's very funny. It's very funny. <laughs> uh, I am amused, must say. Um, <laughs> sucked in Ben. <laughs>
0: Do you want Ben to like, play for the Boomers still?
1: No. He's yeah. he he is not a part of the Boomers. He never has been. He doesn't want to be. No better he's off without him yeah well we never won a bronze medal with him so
0: that's true bronze medal winning
1: boomers mm-hmm.
0: what else we got I hope, here? He's,
1: I hope his time at philadelphia is booming
0: <laughs> business is booming what was that antonio brown <laughs> but, i
1: think yeah everything's booming um, Everything. No, boom. things aren't booming for Ben Simmons if he can't get a trade. I don't know. I mean, he can still just
0: do the fake an injury thing and collect his $9 million, right? And then maybe eventually someone will pay. For, I don't think anyone's going to pay for him at this point. And the Sixers aren't going to trade him for anything less than a player better than Ben Simmons. So this could go on a whole year. Like, Because the Sixers, the Sixers would technically be okay even without Ben Simmons. They'd probably be the same team they were last year. Not necessarily like the one seed, but like getting bounced in the second
1: round. You gotta, you gotta take a stand at some point. So good on him. And do what? (laughs) And not allow him to walk all over you.
0: What? I don't think they're doing that right. They tried to trade him, and then he's like, "Yeah, but they're not not not
1: just going to take nothing." So good.
0: Yeah, they're not going to take less than Andrew Wiggins and four first round
1: picks. Why would you want Andrew Wiggins?
0: I don't know. Why does anyone want Andrew Wiggins at this point? He gives you 24 points a game. Not a lot of players can do that. Oh, uh,
1: but also he stands for nothing, but that's okay. Yeah, but he also gives you nothing else. Despite his religious beliefs.
0: I think he got the vaccine. I think he just got to be. He got vaccinated
1: despite his religious beliefs. Yeah. So he got made a fool of. Well,
0: yeah, hundred twelve million dollars. He'll sacrifice his morals for pretty much anything. Not exactly Kyrie Irving, right. but he will. So
1: just so don't say it then. If you if you know what the financial cost is going to be and that's going to outweigh what you believe in, then shut up.
0: Well, yeah, he probably yeah. should have done it before. I think it was public shame that ended up getting to him eventually. He went through every option he could. He went to the religious exemption and then said, "All right, I give up. You guys win. I want my twenty-eight million dollars." But, yeah, they'll give you 23 points a game. Can't really do anything else, but he's Andrew Wiggins. Well,
1: 23 points a game is more than Ben Simmons is going to give you, ever.
0: Yeah, but Ben Simmons is an all-NBA defensive player.
1: you on. <laughs> Defense doesn't win championships.
0: Uh, got School of Broadcasting.
1: It doesn't win championships in NBA. What? Defense doesn't win championships in the NBA.
0: Defense can win championships in the NBA. It hasn't. I mean, the, the Bucks were pretty good on defense last year. No.
1: <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. If you can't, if if you can't shoot at all, like n- no,
0: no, that's it. No, David Ortiz is not, wearing they, funny no, glasses. Like... We we need to break into content. Mm-hmm. David Ortiz is officially wearing funny glasses. People. This is not a drill. He's wearing funny glasses. He is
1: not one of the Chris Cordes.
0: No, he is Big Poppy, and he is wearing funny glasses, and that is awesome. Right. If if this is like what,
1: that's all it takes
0: to amuse us. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Just wear funny colored glasses, and we're in. Also, if you're looking at the graphic, if you say first ALCS appearance since 2018, it feels a little disingenuous on the graphic.
1: Oh shut up. It feels like it just was 2018. Like considering that most would like to remove the last two years anyway, like it was just like a couple of weeks ago.
0: By my standards still March of 2020.
1: Yeah, well, I agree. I just realized I haven't I'm still I'm still in lockdown. I haven't been able to live for a year and a half. I still can't go out for dinner. So no
0: just dawned on me that... I'm
1: waiting until... I've got two weeks. Oh, no. Two weeks? I don't know. The 26th of October, I think, I've got a booking for dinner. That's the first time I'll have been able to go out for dinner in months.
0: I just realized that the Boston Red Sox World Series to the start of the pandemic was less time than the beginning of the pandemic to right now.
1: So take that graphic off your screen, you fools.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's it it, the pandemic has lasted longer than the time in between the Red Sox winning and the pandemic starting. Or when I guess Rudy Gobert tested
1: positive. What's your pandemic ending meal? So like I don't know if when you were allowed to go out again that you went out for dinner, was there something that you like wanted the whole time? Let me think. Uh
0: you know what was really good was going to Sacramento Sweets. Shout out to them down in Old Town, Sacramento. Going there was pretty good once the pandemic ended. Just having that ice cream shop open again was pretty good. And but that's cream? not really dinner. Yeah. It's really no. good. They'll like do a no. swirl with different flavors. You can get both oh, kinds pfft. of raspberry. I mean, for those listening right now, I, I don't I don't do caffeine, but I'm very much a sugar whore. I just, I'm a person cool. who just has a pound of strawberries or a pound of, well, this is going to be funny, a pound of peaches every single day. Like, I'm millions just, of
1: peaches. Huh? Millions of peaches.
0: Hmm. Yes. Peaches. I love peaches.
1: Peaches come from a can.
0: I eat butt all the time.
1: I'll <laughs> put there by a man. Um, I, lo- I actually quite like peaches, but I've made a booking because I can replicate most foods that I like, but I can't cook a steak the way I want a steak cooked. So I'm going to a pub in Collingwood um, and I'm going to have steak. And I'm very, very excited. That is a
0: good one to do, I will say. Um, Have you ever tried to do... I'm
1: going to have aioli steak.
0: Have you ever tried to do like a Thanksgiving type spread? I know they don't have that in Australia, but have you ever tried to do like cooking a turkey. We don't eat turkey here. You don't eat turkey there? Mm-mm. That's weird. I didn't know that.
1: I've never eaten a turkey. Or oh, never deliberately eaten a turkey. One time my um boyfriend's mom tried to pretend that the turkey was chicken. And I was like that is not a chicken. <laughs> and so I didn't eat it. But See, no, you can kind of get away turkey. with that.
0: You can kind of get away with that here.
1: Mm. No, so um, like for Christmas and stuff, we have. I th- may, maybe somebody will make. T- I don't think someone makes turkey. We have every other kind of meat. Like we'll have chicken, we'll have ham, um, pork. Do you lamb, know what a Thanksgiving beef.
0: spread looks like? Yeah, turkey and
1: mm, potato.
0: Okay, that's fair enough. I mean, it wasn't that. It wasn't that much in there, but yeah, I was. Like, I, I, I just assume this is something weird, that would like,
1: transcend. No. No. But like, for us, Christmas is in summer, so a lot of people don't have the same kind of summer, uh, the same kind of Christmas feast here as you guys would. Because, like, for lunch, there's a lot of prawns, not shrimp. Prawns. Hmm. I mean, shrimp this big. Shrimp that big? Oh. Well, ah. That's what a shrimp is. A shrimp is tiny. A shrimp yeah, I can hold a shrimp like what? that. No, that is how big a shrimp It's small. It's what, Yeah, I can hold it, I mean, that's a shrimp. Prawns. This is an audio prawns. medium,
0: so of course, people know exactly what we're talking about, but.
1: Yeah. I forgot we were recording a podcast. I was just telling you about prawns. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. You know what? People that eat, is that people is eat me. prawns.
1: It's I don't. I don't eat seafood because I don't eat things that swim in their own shit. It makes me feel. <laughs>